You are listening to the Alouette's Flight Deck, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. All right, folks, we've been cleared for takeoff. Welcome to Alouette's Flight Deck, podcast dedicated to Montreal Alouette's football. I am Tim Capper, along with the Cliffy one, Cliffy D. <laughs> Ooh, the Cliffy one. The Cliffy one. You can Anybody can take whatever the hell that means. Whatever they think it means, that's what it means. It's, it's like Kofefe. You know, it, 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 it can mean that. It could. Whatever, like co- it. Whatever Kofefe means. Mm-hmm. So, off the bye week, buddy. Oh, yeah, our, uh, well, our... We really didn't have much of a break when you think about it. I mean, okay, there was no football being played by the Alouettes, but uh, we we still kept busy. We put together a podcast and uh, got to actually participate in some uh, fan-based activities with the Alouettes. So, uh, yeah, it doesn't really feel like we had a a break when you think about it. No, I mean, it's a good thing that that the Alouettes scheduled this when they, when they, during the bye week. And I think they've done that for the past, at least the past three years that they've, since they brought this back. Because before they had it as the, um, uh, it was an alliance. It was when the the fan club still existed, and it was in a setting that was slightly different than this. It was more of a uh, a Q and A type of thing, and I think then they stopped it for a year, and then they brought the, the, this type of thing back. So, um, yeah, I'm glad they I'm glad they scheduled it when they did because it allowed people to come in, as you said. Take part, have a few brews, and uh, yes, they were selling brews. Have, yep. have have a couple of free dogs. That's right, I said free. Those are the you know, to um to I'm sure to anybody, but I'm sure especially to males. Those four letters, F R E E. Oh, yeah. Even you even even give Homer Simpson an orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing like a good hot dog at the ballpark. I hot. will say that. Nothing like a good hot dogasm. That's that's the new word. That's the word of the day. Uh, note to censors yes that's what i said <laughs> hashtag yeah hashtag. yeah i was gonna say no 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 I, I thought the lunatic was about to come out no 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 no. it's okay go back in your cage it's all right it's okay you can, you can continue feasting on 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 rough rider it's okay it's okay um yeah so we're lucky this week besides having uh it, it kind of worked out this way right cliff where we it being pushed back a week actually helps us a couple of days where we could have it for the show this week. Uh, we were able to speak with Alouette's new PA announcer, Eric Godetz. We will have that interview shortly. And uh, we're just going to talk about, oh, man, transactions, dude. But we're going to we're going to start with we're going to start with the the fan day, the, 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 the fan day thing first. Um, <laughs> to our surprise, when we get there for the first time, I think since they've been having it uh, at McGill, uh, it was outside. That's right. Uh, normally they would have it inside the field house. That's uh, sort of adjacent to Percival Molson Stadium, which on its best day in the summertime can be des- best described as a sweat box. So, but this year, uh, like you said, uh, we walked right up to the steps that we normally take to go inside the stadium to watch a football game. And we were told that, uh, yep, yeah, everything's on the field. Uh, go and have fun. So, Lo and behold, we get there, and everybody's 
all out on the same very same football field that our Montreal Alouettes play on. And there's games set up and kids are running around throwing footballs and yeah. and everybody's just enjoying the, the relatively nice weather. Uh, yeah, it was Cam, a little Cam rainy at first, but Cam was there with the uh, with the Alouettes boutique with uh, the red zone. Or zone That's true. Zone Rouge. Yeah, you can get yourself some swag if you don't already have. So that was uh, very cool to see. Uh, as you had mentioned earlier, yes, uh, fans in attendance were able to get uh, complimentary hot dogs. And there was be- all sorts of beverages, all sorts uh, of alcohol. Just, yeah, yeah, besides beer, yeah. Yeah. So it was. Yeah. I, I got to say, I was very impressed with how everything worked out. And, uh, I mean, the day kind of started off a little dreary weather-wise, but yeah. then uh, cleared right up in the afternoon. So it would end up being over overall a really nice day for the Alouettes. Well, and what's funny is while we were, after I met you at the Metro, we were walking up and it started to rain. And my comment to you is, why does it always freaking rain when they do this thing? I mean, but luckily, it, you know, it was, it was kind of short lived. And even though we had to use our umbrellas, um, you know, Cliff melts more than I do. So I, I just had to be careful. You know, uh, I, I didn't want him when he melt. He would, I didn't want him splashing on me. So, <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I was quite happy. I was quite happy with it. And, uh, you know, it's weird, you know, it's like, oh, well, usually we need to have passes to get onto the field, but luckily, or or unless you're at McGill during the day, just walk right on. But this is, you know, this being the Alouette's, uh, Alouette's, uh, season ticket members day as the the official, official thing that it was. Uh, and we're just taking it in. I mean, I mean, what was you? I mean, you've been on the field a multitude of times. I've been on the field once post game, but I've been on the field many times before that too. But what was your, what was your initial take uh, when you got there? Like I said, when uh, we got to find out that we could actually go on the field to participate in this event, I, I, I thought it was great. I think this is something that should have been done a long time ago. And I know that the team had been wanting to do it like this, but of course, Mother Nature didn't exactly cooperate, so that is completely understandable. So being able to do this finally to, to see the, the fans go out there and really get to experience the field, which not everybody does, I thought it was a great treat. Uh, I definitely think it was a good way for uh, fans to sort of experience something new with the Alouettes. And I think overall it worked uh, worked extremely well. Uh, I think everybody that was there had a good time. I think they really enjoyed uh, just being able to – even just being able to run around it. Or you see kids playing catch with their – with their parents, you know, throwing the football around. Like, I think that that's the kind of cool stuff that I would have loved to have been able to had uh, when I was younger and to be able to get families involved in this and really just help everybody share their love for the Alouettes. I, I, I can't, I can't say enough good things about it. I think it was just really well done the way the team put this together. And, uh, I hope it's a sign of more things to come. Yep. And I thought what was funny is that you know, just, you and I are talking and then these two guys come up to us in uh, in Tuzha game uh, uh, polos and stuff like that, and we're like, okay. But then they introduce themselves. It happened to be, you know, Brian Waitman uh, from the Alouettes. Um, he is the the director of of sales and fan services, and then also uh, Louis Antoine uh, Paquin. He's the the VP of communications and community relations. And it's like. I did not a I did not know we had been speaking that much and B I did not know that our voices were that recognizable. <laughs> well, apparently it's so because uh, that was the first thing they talked to, they talked to us about was the fact that you guys do the podcast and uh, everybody's been listening to you guys like and I can always I always take that one of two ways either that's 
a good thing or maybe not necessarily a good thing. So yeah. I guess your mileage may vary on that one. Yeah. But it was extremely cool that they came up came up and introduced themselves to mm-hmm. us, and we spent the the better part of uh, oh, man several minutes just yeah. sitting there talk just talking it up, talking about uh, our experiences with the team, uh, what we've seen, and how we've related things to fans here on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'd listened to a lot of the things that we'd uh, talked about, and you know they had I guess. Not necessarily concerns, but I think they had some questions too about some of the stuff that we've said as well, which is always fair. Yeah, exactly. And the one thing that they came ac- that really came across more than anything else is we want to help you understand things better. We want to help provide some of that insight for you guys. So yes. they made it very clear that any questions, any concerns about anything when it comes to the Alouettes, just they're only a phone call or an email away, which I thought was just incredibly, incredibly cool. Yeah. Uh, love the and fact very that professional it, and very professional about it too. So that 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 is the cool thing about it too. Oh, one hundred percent. I I can't say enough good things about it. Uh, it really did to me make it. That's what really made this uh, event super special. I mean, again, going on, going to see your favorite players, getting their autographs and pictures. I mean, that's all well and good. I mean, that's not really my thing anymore. But being able to interact with people within the organization itself and knowing that they're as invested as you and I are in not just this podcast, but also just helping to enhance the fan experience for, for fans across the league. To me, I think that's just phenomenal. And it's, it's a sign that I think you and I are doing something right. And that everybody's paying attention and things can only get better as far as I'm concerned. So to me, I, I think that was, that to me was one of the highlights of the day. Uh, I agree. I agree. And we were able to get some little bit of insight also on something that it's a lot of stuff that we had speculated. And we, I was actually corrected, you know, about when it came to where you could find the information about the Q4 tickets and stuff like that. And they were nice enough to give us a little bit more explanation on how it works. And um, from from what from what we understand is that, um, you know, you may be spending Anywhere from, you know, I think it's 8 to $10 for a Q4 ticket, which you can find on the Alouettes website listed in the ticket section. Uh, you do have your seats. Your sections are not necessarily what you think they are because they're 8 and $10 tickets. They could be almost they have certain amount of tickets that are current that are available. You can get there as soon as halftime. And they are located around the seats are located around the stadium. So Eight to ten bucks doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be you're going to be plopped in the end zone. Doesn't mean you're necessarily going to be plopped in the fan zone. You could be, you know, your tickets may be anywhere within the stadium itself uh, to give you the best uh, the best experiences that you can. Um, it's just to experience the game itself. And and, and you know what? I, I think a lo- what the team was getting was a a lot of slack because of because of you know where the the scores were and, and stuff like that. Um, but it's, it's still, I understood their point where it's just being able, you're there. Doesn't necessarily mean you could be, you can, I think they mentioned something too, Cliff, about somebody was, you, you walk, walking along on, along the street and come get tickets and go in just to see what it's like. Um, so it's, I, I understand where they're coming from. I understand the initiative that they're trying to do. Uh, it's something new that they want to try. And, uh, you know, they are, I don't know, probably the next question that you guys are asking right now is, they are, are they selling tickets? Yes. Yes. They have been selling some tickets, and some people have been taking advantage of the Q4 tickets. Mm-hmm. So and, that's and the main one thing. thing. I, and the one thing I was really surprised about was, like you said, because there's not a section devoted 
strictly to this. It's mm-hmm. not like there's a thousand tickets that are just waiting to be sold and they end up going empty. It's it really is a limited number of tickets. So I I, I understand why social media wanted to drag the Alouettes for this promotion because just the way it came across at, at first glance did seem a little unusual. Let's 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 just leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think having spoken with these uh, with these gentlemen and just sort of understanding like the thought process behind it and interesting to note too that it was actually the league that helped sort of foster this idea That's like true. it wasn't just pulled out of the air like I mean the league had also provided a lot of info on this and sort of I don't want to say necessarily encourage this but they sort of sort of gave uh, an impetus if you will of the idea behind this uh, this pr- particular promotion right uh, like you said, it's definitely something new. It's definitely something that's uh, oh, risky. Is not the word I want to use, but it's a it's a bit of a gamble just to sort of gauge where fans are at as far as their willingness to participate in a full game versus going to see what should, in theory, be the most exciting part, which is typically towards the end of the game. So it's it's what it's finding that delicate balance between the two that you, uh, and I understand where the Alouettes are coming from in that regards. You want to be able to bring fans in and you want them to experience everything about Percival Molson Stadium and hopefully a winning Alouettes football team. But I, I guess it was just the way that it came across initially. And after speaking with these with these fellows, I kind of have a better understanding now to the thought process behind it, and it definitely cleared up a lot of things. So sure. once again, once again, I definitely appreciate having the chance to speak with them about it and at least you know hear hear them out and hear their thoughts on it so exactly because if we're able to find out you know sometimes we can only speculate on what something may be but getting a little bit more insight allows us to get the information out there i mean it may not change anybody's minds on on the q4 tickets Mm. but at least it gives a little bit more insight saying that yeah come come check it out i mean it's uh you know we're uh, cliff and i are and i'm sure the rest of the alves organization aren't expecting for all the games to to be as as they you know as uh, as they are by halftime for the first two home games, and we were there. We're all expecting more, so mm-hmm. for people to be able to come in and, and and do what they need to do. So, and they also talked about a few initiatives too about being able. I think they're gonna uh, uh, they're gonna be around campus at McGill uh, when the students come back, um, and they talked about specific. I think it was like two or three thousand people uh, students that they invited to a game last year, and you know. They're saying, okay, you know, a lot of the students are from out of town. This will be their first chance at catching an Alouettes, an Alouettes game. So, and they said that they're going to be on campus again this year too. So it's, it, which makes sense, which makes a ton of sense considering, you know, they are, they are on the campus of McGill University. So, <laughs> but I think they are also talking about Concordia. They're also talking about, I think UDM, they're talking about, you know, they were talking about the other, other universities and schools too that, uh, that are within the area of, of Percival Molson. So. Um, that's one thing too. That, that's the plus that this, that this team has always done. Cliff is they've always been very good when it comes to the community. So uh, you, you can't fault them for that, right? Absolutely not. Um, any other takeaways from from our chat with them? Um, just that, just the the approachability and just the fact that they actually came to us. I mean, this is this wasn't one of those things where usually when you're a fan and you you know you got an opinion and you're you know, ticked off about something or you just don't like how something's presented and you just get up on your soapbox and start talking about how this is terrible and if I was the president, I'd change this and blah, blah, blah. No, it was the fact that these uh, these members of the organization recognized us. They knew what we we brought to the table, so to speak, and they wanted to talk, actually engage with us, I thought was, like I said, just tremendous. And yeah. 
I took more than anything else. That's what I took away from it is the fact that they were really interested in what we had to say. Uh, they wanted to get their point across about a lot of things. So I, I think it made for, uh, again, it made for a very good discussion. Uh, like I said, definitely opened my eyes on a lot of things as well. So I don't know if you got that same impression as well. I did. It, I, uh, did. I did. Yeah, it was, as I said, uh, it does show that you can go to a member of the team and ask a question and you will get an answer. You know, they're able to explain it as best as possible to get uh, to get their get the information across. I know that was the one thing that uh, at the town hall meeting, the start before the season got underway. It's one thing that Cavis Reed had talked about was transparency. I'm sure he meant for, at, at that particular instance, he meant like on the football side of things, like to be as transparent as possible and explain as much as possible to the fans wanting to know what's going on with the team itself like right. on the field. But I think that sort of attitude and that thought process is also translating to the behind the scenes and to the administrative part of things, which is great as well. Because, again, this is just going to mean more things for the fans, more people that are willing to invest in the LOS by buying tickets, buying merchandise and all that. Now they're going to get answers to questions. And the fact that they've got people now that are open and willing to discuss just about anything with them, as, as far as I'm concerned, like you can't ask for anything better than that as, yeah. as far as a uh, a paying member of the uh, the organization. Yeah. Uh, to me, I, I just think it's a fantastic thing. And if it's like that from top to bottom, I mean, that just really speaks to how this organization is run, quite frankly. Yeah, yeah. And there was more to it. I mean, after we spoke with with, the, uh, uh, with Brian and then Louis Antoine, we uh, the players were out there. That was fun too, dude. Uh, we, there was some stuff that we learned, which we'll talk after the inter- after the interview. But talking with the players was fun as, as, as usual. Um, getting to talk to some people that you've never talked to before. Um, and just really just talking football. Talking football. And a lot of it, and, you know, it's, again, and I think you asked it a couple of times, and I'm sure, you know, fans may wonder. It's like, well, how is this team internally? The, the teams, the players, the players are, are, it's weird to say, they're into Coach Sherman and how, and how he's doing things. So it's that, that's one of the things that, that came across from, from the players. And, um, you know, I mean, uh, obviously some of the players were that we know were, were absent. You know, Chris Williams wasn't there. Um, but uh, uh, I guess he, he wasn't able to make it. But uh, we were all – who was who – um, I'm losing my total train of thought here. Um, who, who else did we see? So all, all of our quarterbacks – had a great chat with Vernon. Great chat with Vernon Adams. Oh yeah, and I'm I'm looking forward to getting him onto the podcast because he, the dude just knows how to talk. And he knows how to just tell stories. And we we sat we rapped with him about uh, his odyssey to come back to the Alouettes, which is a whole story in itself. I don't think we could completely do it justice. No, so we I'm, no. We'll we'll definitely make sure we get him back onto the podcast at some point because the guy's got stories to tell and. Let's just say that his 2018 CFL season has been interesting, to say the least. To say the least. and But we can tell, tell fans for sure, even though the way he left the first time, he was very happy to come back and be with the Alouettes because with them being his first pro team, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, yeah, I mean, he had nothing but love for the people in uh, Saskatchewan and in Hamilton as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, made lots of friends there and you know was just a – a positive light as far as I'm concerned uh, for those organizations. But uh, I definitely want to believe uh, his heart of hearts. It was to come back here to Montreal. Like you said, this is the first professional team that he played for. 
and he truly believes that he can help this team get back to its winning ways. And yeah, I, I can't help but agree. Yeah. Um, also, it was also nice to see Stefan Logan. He, he was part of the introductions, but he was on crutches and a walking cast. Um, but that, that was kind of expected considering, um, considering what, we, what happened with the last game. Um, and we, you and I joked that, you know, with all seeing some of these players and, and some that were there, some that weren't there, uh, it, it was like a giant cone of silence between, for, you know, for the bye week. Um, mm-hmm. But we did learn some interesting things. I said, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. So, um, but I, I do think uh, overall, again, uh, thumbs up to the Alouettes for this. Uh, hopefully they'll be able to, the weather will be nice where they'll be able to do it outside more often. Um, I don't think I'd be, I don't think I would change a thing with, with all honesty. I don't think I would change a damn thing. No, I, I agree. I, I think the way this CFA was put on and, uh, everything that was there from start to finish, uh, just definitely just made for a very amazing experience. And again, it, 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 it just speaks to how well this organization is trying at least to, redeem itself for the the fan base and trying to engage the people that are already invested in the team and with the hopes of getting more people on board getting them to come back maybe people that have left you know they, their alouettes fandom to the side for whatever reasons hopefully yeah. that they can come back and it's with events like this that helps spreads the word and helps get people aware of what this team is doing and who knows? Maybe someone's going to be listening to this and say, oh, dang, this was a good event. I I, I got to be a part of this. And how do you be a part of it? Well, then you you got to make that commitment and get in those season tickets. So uh, to me, I think this is uh, this was well done. This is a great way to thank the fans for their their support financially, physically, emotionally, however you want to phrase it. Uh, I definitely think it was a good way to get people interested and keep them interested as well. Uh, yeah. Once again, for, to the Alouettes organization, top to bottom, this was a fantastic day and hopefully a sign of more to come. Yep. And I, I, one last one last comment to you about it. Uh, I mentioned to you before, I said, you know, I asked you when we're on the field, should they do this for a season ticket pickup? And I'm thinking, you know what? I, I said it first maybe, but, the, the, but now I'm thinking maybe not because have this during the season. Uh, players are available. Uh, it, it you know with having a three bye weeks now it it kind of works works out well so um, yeah I, I just I just say keep it the way that it is so Cliff we actually did I've mentioned at the top of the show we do have an interview with uh, the new PA director for the Alouettes Eric Godet Cliff let's get to that right right now and when we get back we got a few more things to talk about hey joining us today it is a gentleman that you always seem to hear at Percival Molson Stadium, but we want to get to know a little bit more about him. He is the new PA announcer for the Montreal Alouettes, Mr. Eric Godet. Eric, thanks for joining us. Good afternoon, guys. It's nice to be there. Well, we want to find out about your history and how you became the, the Alouettes PA announcer, but before we do that, let's find out about your history as a PA announcer because we know, you know we've met before for, uh, for a short while when we spoke at the town hall a few weeks back. Um, Mm-hmm. What what is your history to uh, in being a, a PA announcer? Where did you get started? You know what? Sports came came in very very mysteriously. Uh, <laughs> I, w- I was hosting a radio show, uh, community radio, uh, on the South Shore of Montreal uh, in the beginning of two thousands, and a lady from uh, College Edouard Montpetit, which is a CJEP, uh, wanted to have a PA announcer for for her basketball team, and then. I said, okay, well, well sure, why not? Uh, I'll try that. 
And ever since, it was in 2002. And ever since, she gave me her basketball, football team. Then I did the, 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 the last four ball doors that were in, in, uh, in Montreal. You know, ball door is the uh, college football uh, finals. Um, and then after that, uh, Carabin came to get me. I did uh, I did it with with uh, Montmorency College as well in Laval uh, for uh, over ten years. I've been with Carabin de Universite Montréal uh, for the last ten years as well. And uh, and then uh, I heard that Monsieur Moreau was uh, uh, they, they were the Alouettes were looking for a backup for right. Monsieur Moreau. Yeah. And then they said, well. Uh, uh, they called me and said, listen, we'd like to go and listen to you. So they came to see a game uh, last year against the uh, Université de Paris, against the Rouge d'Or from Laval. Yeah. Uh, they, 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 under, they, they listened. And then I had a, a practice or a, a tryout on the game against Edmonton on uh, Thanksgiving Day oh, okay. last year. Okay. And then they, they, Mr. Moreau, uh, they retired and they said, uh, Eric, uh, you're, are you up for the test? I said, oh, sure. <laughs> let's go. Let's do it. Let's do this. Well, I've been I've been a, 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 a season ticket holder for the last twenty years, and I I, I always felt I always dreamed of someday being uh, sitting in that spot. Oh really? And I said, you know what? I and and you know what? I'll I'll do it on due time. Right. Not not rushing anything. Just just hey, I, I can't I, I can't drink beer drinking again now. You know. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So, so, so that's pretty much the story. So how how was it transitioning? Because I too am a long time season ticket holder. You know, I've I've had mine for twenty two years. And how was it transitioning to being a fan sitting in the stand to the man on the mic who is employed by the Alouettes? You're watching the game completely differently now. How was the transition for you as a fan of the Montreal Alouettes? You know, the transition wasn't so hard because I've, I've done it for many years uh, in college, at a college and university level, uh, even being a ticket holder with the Alouettes. So I was watching games, PAing games, and it, it, it was just a question of which big, uh, how, how, how large the attendance was. Okay. It, you know what, honestly, and, and I, 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 no, I noticed that last game uh, against um, Ottawa, I, I, I told myself it's the same thing, but with a better, bigger crowd right. and uh, larger organization. You know, right. but it's still a football game that I announced with more things to say in the uh, in between, all uh, publicity and uh, announcements, and you know. But it, 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 but of course, I always brought the same kind of large and big energy uh, to, to, to what I do. There's a play. It's nice. Let's, let's kick it off. You know, let's, let's highlight it. Let's, let's put color on that. And for the fans to, to react and to, to maybe bring a little bit of energy to those guys on the, on the bench, you know, on, on the field. For sure. Now, I'm, 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 not, the, I'm not the star here. They, those guys are. Ah, but you're a part. It's of always the... been my, my, my way of thinking. Yeah, but, but Eric, you're, 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 you're a part of, of the ambiance and the atmosphere, so you you are a part of the team. You're you're just as important as the guys on the field. You okay. know what? I'm I I, I I always said I'm as I'm as important as that 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 post that has nine spots on it that lights the the field. Okay. Period. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, and maybe sometimes there's a there, there's a red and blue light that, that would be different but i uh, i do try to make an ambience uh, i i know uh, i understand what you're saying yeah. 
but I, I, I don't, I really want to, to highlight the guys, not, not Eric Godet, just the, the guys on the field. Right, right. Now, talk to me about uh, the nerves. Like, as, as you know, obviously, being a public announcer for a college or university team is a, a little bit smaller scale than what it is for the CFL. Do you find that, uh, is it nerves or is there excitement involved when it comes to actually getting behind the microphone and actually having to announce for the Alouettes? Is there... Always. Always. The only time I had a problem, uh, I had a, not a nervous breakdown, but uh, uh, last year when I, when I did, when I did my, my, uh, the, the, the test with, uh, with the Alouettes and Mr. Moreau was standing right, right behind me and uh, I was holding my, my, my two depth charts and my hands were shaking like hell. <laughs> so so I, I turned around to Mr. Moreau. I said, is this going to stop? <laughs> is, it gonna stop, is that going to stop shaking at a certain point? He just leaned to me and said in French, take a deep breath, everything's going to go well. <laughs> and then it, there it was. Wow. But every, every game, if I don't have that, no, those, those butterflies, mm-hmm. it, I, I need those. Even if it's in college, if it's in university, I need those butterflies to be able to uh, ca- canalize that, 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 that energy and bring it to the mic. I mean, uh, uh, if if I don't feel it, why why doing it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. No, that that makes a lot of sense. Now, when it comes to uh, to your your routines or, or whatever, how do how does how does Etiquette get ready to bro- to to announce an Alouettes game over the PA? What what things do you do? Well, what you know, like players get ready. They have certain routines and stuff like that. Do you have any of that type of stuff? Yeah, I have one, but I won't say it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 no, no, but I, I, I walk the field. I talk to myself. You know, uh, uh, I, I'm a guy with beliefs. Okay. So, and, 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 but, but routinely, uh, for, just to make sure my voice is in focus, is in, is bright. I'll, I'll just do some, some uh, uh, vocal exercises, okay. uh, reading my, my, my text out loud, okay. reading the, the, the players' names out loud in any kind of, of, uh, of um, energy or any kind of pitch, you know. Uh, of course, uh, Tyrell Sutton, I will say it otherwise, and I would say Kristen on you know. Right. So, uh, not that Kristen is not a good guy, but, uh, you know, uh, he, he's going to go and score a touchdown. I mean, not as much as uh, Tyrell, you know. Right, right. So, uh, I, I, just, I just make sure just to, like a singer. <laughs> which I'm not. Uh, I, 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 I'll just do some 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 vocal exercises with the with, with whatever is presented. You know. Okay. I don't know if I'm if I'm being clear. No, no, yeah, oh, no, yeah. yeah it, it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. Now talk about uh, ha- has the team given you any specific things that they, you absolutely have to say for every game, or do they give you sort of free reign as to how to present the game? From your perspective, they're giving me carte blanche. They say, do what you have to do. Wow. Say what you have to say. There are some certain things uh, that I do not go towards. Uh, I would not go and bash to, uh, onto a player of the opposite team. Opposite team. I would not uh, do trash talking using my microphone as a, as a as a as an arm. Yeah. No, right. so so I, I I I don't use it negatively. Uh, and that, that is why Coach Machocha from the Caribbean, Universidad Montreal, uh, they've been, they, they trust me for all those years. 
they know I'm, I'm a clean act. I'm, a, I'm, I'm going to be uh, doing my job. And it's like, do, do it. it, it everything is well. Everything is good. Uh, 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 game of football wise. Right. Okay. Well, I mean, for, and I don't know, you know, if, if people had noticed that, you know, when you, because I, I happen to know because we were at the game, the Thanksgiving Day game, when you had your test and stuff like that. Uh, mm-hmm. And we seemed to notice that there were slight differences in, in the PA announcer. What is it like? Uh, and I, I guess people would say that uh, that Jacques Marot is a, a a voice legend as far as the, when the Alouettes go and stuff like that. Oh yeah. How do you feel re- replacing a gentleman with the history that Jacques Marot has? <laughs> that has been a question I've been uh, that is, I've been thinking about that a lot since the Alouettes gave me the position. Uh, they, I, you know, it, 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 it's it's a large seat that I need to, uh, that, that I have to fulfill. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I'm not trying to, to replace anybody. I'm just there to be the new PA, just do the job, just make sure that those guys are, uh, and just make sure that the fans in the stands are happy and uh, just kick them up a notch, you know, mm-hmm. uh, if, if I may use that expression. Yeah. Um, it, 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 Monsieur Marou has been there for let's say ever and and uh, and I've played football with his sons and you know and uh, I mean I I I've I've known the, the, the I've known the, them a bit for 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 all those years but you know not not saying that I was feeling like an imposter uh but also I know I was going to be under uh, under the under the magnifying glass you know okay okay is that is that, is that a good word yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. You're, 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 I mean, yeah. You're, you're you're replacing Jacques, and there, people are watching. They're saying, okay. There, there's people who are gonna people will people will will listen and watch me. Exactly, and not just so, just, just watch just not not just listen normally, but watch watch and listen more. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, more than they normally yeah. would. Yes. Yeah, Cliff. Now that you're essentially the guy for the Alouettes now. Uh, do you think that you've hit where you want to go as far as public announcing goes, or is there still another level that you'd like to attain? Like, say, perhaps uh, being the public announcer for a Grey Cup, for example. Oh, you know what? That would be that would that would be great. I, 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 for that, uh, uh, doing the, the the Grey Cup, of course, I, it, it, it would be. Uh, like cherry on the top because on top of that whipped cream, you know, mm-hmm. because I'm already, I'm already at a, a pretty good level. I, I mean, I think, uh, of course I always ask myself if, if I could do the Olympics one day. Uh, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not aiming for any kind of other sports or football is my game. So, uh, but, but, uh, of course, of course, if they were going to say, Eric, would you, would you consider, uh, would you like to go with the uh, do the the, the great cup uh, game? Say no. <laughs> I, I, yes. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, it is in a an English market this year, and if I'm not mistaken, the CFL, when it comes to both, you know, both official languages of Canada, and uh, they have yeah. had bilingual. If, if the guy doesn't know French, they'll at a home stadium. They will bring in somebody. Yeah. I think uh, Ottawa did it one year. I think they've done it in a few stadiums, eh, Cliff? Where they actually brought in mm-hmm. a second PA announcer to do the French portion so fans yeah. in can understand in both in both official languages of Canada. So it's sure. That's sure. 
Yep. So uh, mm-hmm. if if I mean if uh, you know the great com- committee up in Edmonton needs to happen, they need a a French uh, PA announcer to uh, to back up theirs for Great Cup. Um, I think we got one here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was going to say I, I just have a guy. <laughs> well, listen. Uh, thank you for the compliment. I mean, I'll, I'll say I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you know what? You know what? I know it will sound cliche, but you know what? You answer something like, "It will be an honor." Mm-hmm. Well, it would be a great honor. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, 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 there, there, there's no, there's no other things to say. Yeah. No, uh, I, I'm very humble here, but probably. But I'm, I mean, I'm just wow. Yeah. I, I even have to pinch myself sometimes. You know. I, I, I agree. I could say it. it was a. It was a level that which you wanted to get to. You have attained this level. You just want to make sure that you're the best that you can be. And and speaking yep. of uh, being the best that you can be, you, you have your own unique style to calling the, yep. the Alouettes. And, and people who who listened to Mr. Merkel uh, all these years knew he had his style too. Um, yeah. Do you do? Is everything that you do you? Or because of the history that uh, that Jacques had as a PA announcer, is there anything that you do that gives a little bit of a wink or a nod to something that he he used to do in the past? Absolutely. The the the, the way when when the Alouettes may uh, get a get a first down, mm-hmm. uh, the premier gasse first down Montreal. Uh, you know what? I cannot go and change a winning uh, a winning recipe. Right. Uh, there's no way I can I can just and and try to reinvent the wheel. I mean, I've I've screamed those words uh, when I had my tickets. So <laughs> I, I mean I I just can't. You know I I, I like them. I like them. I I I cannot say that there will not be any kinds of other changes, maybe additions during the season. I'm I'm, I'm you know I'm always. The hamster is always rolling in my head, so I'm always trying to see what could we say more. What would be another thing to say? Would be how how can I bring something? You know, uh, uh, it's, it's, something I, I do I do want to yes yes, but you know what? I don't want to to bring something new to the, to the fans and say and they, everybody would just turn around uh, towards my booth and I'll say, oh, uh, well, um, <laughs> let's, not do this. let's not do it again, you know? <laughs> well, if, if we get to that point, Eric, where they all where, where we all look at the booth and just point where we like, yeah, you'll, you'll have reached that point. You, you'll get there. <laughs> That'll be your cue not to do it again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, like, like, I don't know if I, if I was going to... Uh, you know, in the, the other day I did, an, uh, I did a mistake with, with not, 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 not pronunciation, but I did the, I called the wrong player, I think, on one of the plays. Right. Uh, I'll take it on me because of my the, the spotter that's right next to me had told me the right number, but I I, I looked at the wrong wrong line, you know. Okay. Okay. Uh, so so I did, I did I mean that that w- if somebody was going to point finger at me for that, I said, well, throw me the first rock, my friend. Come on. Right. But so, but, but uh, at that point, the PA announcer cannot can you make and, and I don't know how, how many times or how you would do it. Can't you just make a make a, a, a make an update to because you made an error, or is it something that you say it's done, it's over, let's go to the next play? Oh, I'll I'll just say a correction uh, number uh, yada yada and yeah. uh, say the guy's name. Okay. I mean, uh, I, you know, I, I did I did call a first down last game. 
but I, I had not seen the the the, the last minute flag that was thrown. Ah, uh, okay. And every the the, the 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 play was all turned around. I said, "Hey, I'm not the official here. I'm just the PA guy. Yeah, I, I did a mistake. Look at the game. Uh, it's not. It's it's our first down. It's their first down. Oof. Let let let's, let's just move on. Yeah. I won't. I won't. I won't stop bleeding for that. You know? mm-hmm. I won't stop uh, blood circulation for that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Class. So now you see you've you've. Been at this now. You've done three games essentially for the Alouettes, uh, including the yep. preseason game. What do you mm-hmm. think of the fan energy so far, as far as the games go? Because the attendance has been down a little bit, and not quite where we want it to be as fans and supporters of this uh, team. But what yep. do you think so far of the fan energy, and is it something that you'd like to see improved, or do you think things are good and it's just as long as more people start coming to the games, the energy will still be there? Of course, you didn't notice the the when I when I call a fête du bruit uh, with a very high pitched voice. Yes. Uh, the, the 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 fans seems and it's my own opinion. They seem to like that. And when I do it, they, they uh, I I feel that the 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 the, the, the volume the the, the 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 volume of the atmosphere is raising. My opinion. Uh, but I, I I do believe that the the Montreal Alouettes fans do have that energy, do have that belief in that team, and as we we'll, as we move forward for now, I'm pretty sure things will improve and we'll have more people in the stands. This is again my own little opinion. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I I will admit I think that what I noticed your your take on make no make some noise. And I yeah. think that what people need to, to understand, and now that you've told us that, hopefully it'll inform them that, you know, it's not a tape. It's not something, because I think in the past they may have had a, 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 a small segment taped yeah. when they did it. In this yeah. case, it's... It, it, uh, Vincent, Vincent, our DJ, still, still, uh, still, does it, still, still puts it once in a while. We, we need to have a certain variety, you know? Yeah. We just can't ever, always have the same... Make some noise, you know. Right. Uh, if if you vary, it, it just more, makes more more appealing. More there, there's more choice, like in marketing, you know. Yeah. So so, um, uh, but I do want, and it, it, it's not a, a tape. It's my. It, I do on the on the instant when I see the guys they're getting ready, or, or we're, we're we're on we're on a roll. There's nothing. There's no atmosphere. There's no noise in the in, in the stadium. I just press the button myself. Call and fait du bruit. And uh, they, they they just uh, yell it. I mean, yeah, it's, it's it's on the moment. It, it, it's 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 an emotional thing. I'm not a coach. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a player. Uh, I'm just there to gauge the 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 energy or the the, the mood of the of the fans. Right, yeah. right. Now you mentioned working with the DJ as well. Like, do you guys work hand in hand? Like, as far as like the music being played, because I do notice like the past couple of games. Some of the music that's been played is on point with what's going on to the field. Is that something that you guys sort of work out together, or is it just that he yeah. does his own thing and you compliment him with that? You know what? Uh, uh, DJ Wordy Word, who's, uh, who's our DJ in the Montreal Alouettes, I've been working with him for the last 10 years with the Carabin. We know how to, we, we, we do, we, like on a, on a hockey team, we know where the guy is just to leave the puck, you know? So he, he knows where uh, my, my voice int- uh, intonations will be, will end, and he will just, he, he already has a, his finger on the, on the button, when I, and knowing that after I'm done, I won't be saying anything else, starts, clicks it, and uh, we, it, it's just, it flows, it flows so easily. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know if you guys noticed it. I uh, might be I might be wrong, you know. No, it's something. Well, no, I, I think being hand in hand because sometimes we may think that I mean, yes, things are, are broken out by specifics when it comes to a schedule. You know, when the cheerleaders are going to come out, when they're going to do this, uh, you know, this thing show during during one of the breaks and stuff. So it, it's good yep. to hear the not that everything isn't scripted, you know, totally scripted that you have a, a repertoire with somebody else and as i said you feed off each other it's like what you're trying to do with your voice and the fans so you're you're basically yeah you're, you're you're merging everything together to try to get the best uh, uh the best experience that the fans can have so i, I think totally. it's, and this is why they the, 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 sorry go ahead no no I, I was saying i think it's cool i think it's really cool well, you know what? I, I, I do think it's cool too, and also the addition of the two um, the two people in animation mm-hmm. uh, in the stands. They they they're, that that is giving me a break. When whenever I need to get, pause my voice, uh, they, they they call the for the cheers. They call for the you know, and, and I think it, it's it's. I was talking about uh, variety just before, and it is another another tone, another another um, spotlight for uh, for whatever is on the field. You know. Right. And uh, I know Mr. Moreau was doing such an incredible uh, job announcing every single thing that was happening on the field. I mean, that guy at the end of the day must must have said, hey, I'm not talking to anybody at the end of the game. Just (laughs) just leave me alone, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So let's learn a little bit about you, the person, Eric. Uh, Tell us a little bit about yourself and just uh, as far as interests go besides football and public announcing is there anything that you'd like uh, our listeners to know about you as as a human being i'm uh, originally from the uh, from the west island in Mon- of montreal from il bizarre i played football for uh, il bizarre uh, for quite a few years i played with the uh, north shore uh, lions as well and then i i played uh, my junior football with the um, st leonard cougars uh, when they were still playing for the quebec uh, Quebec League for Quebec Junior League. Um, otherwise, I'm uh, I'm uh, married, uh, father, happy father of two kids. Uh, I live up in the Laurentians. I'm and I was telling you guys just before the interview. Uh, I, I'm not a guy from the media. Um, I'm I'm a sales rep. I, I sell uh, heavy machinery. So you know, I'm, I'm just I'm just a football fan with with I mean. With a voice, <laughs> so, so 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 it's it's this this is a great hobby for me. It's 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 something that that I'm blessed to have been offered, and I'm just putting every kinds of energy that that I that 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 inhibits me, and I, I bring it to to that uh, football field. I've often I've often said that playing in the Canadian Football League, you have to sort of look at it as a really cool part-time job. Would you say that's a fair assessment of your job with the Alouettes? Absolutely. Uh, I totally agree. Uh, being a PA for, for other teams as well, they, they I mean, uh, my, my wife always says she was a, she was a, she's a football widow for, for all those years. I mean, uh, when, when comes arrive, I mean, okay, goodbye, honey. Uh, I'll see you at the end of fall. <laughs> and uh, I do uh, one, two, three uh, football games uh, during some weekends. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm still going to do the Carabin, and I'm still doing that college uh, team in uh, Saint Jerome uh, for Division Division Three. So you know, those those guys will just have well the the Alouettes guy with them. But now, I'm trying to say I'm with the Carabin as well. So oh yeah, yeah. 
Um, uh, so besides, you know, you being you, what does the PA guy you do to, uh, cool off after a game? How do you make sure that your voice stays in top, you know, tip top shape? Uh, cause you need your voice. So <laughs> obviously, um, what do Absolutely. you, what do you do to, to wind down after calling uh, an Alouettes game? Or, or, or any sporting event, rather, or any sporting event. Oh, I, 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 do, I do basketball games once in a while as well, but it's a muscle. You need to train that voice. You need to heat it. You need to, to do exercises, that, that, that jaw. You need to work it. If you don't exercise it, if you don't take the time to, to, to take care of that organ that you have, I mean, it's always going to be... Um, halfway, half energy, fifty percent. You know? Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I'm, I, I might not be clear. No, no, uh, you are, no, no. It makes sense. But, it, but it's a great question. Yeah, I mean, because I said singers. You know, I'm sure one of the things that you don't want to happen, or and uh, maybe one of your biggest fears, is that you wake up one morning and you are hoarse, or you're losing your voice, and you got oh, a, yeah. and you got a game that 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 night, and you're like, oh man, I may be a little screwed. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> It, I, as I said, and, you know what? Do, do you take anything? Uh, uh, do, do you take anything? Do you drink I, I will, Do you drink uh, honey? Do you do you? I, I drink water. I drink water. I'll I'll just stick to water just to make sure that I keep uh, hydrated. Okay. I do not drink the honey and the hot water thing. I I know they 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 are supposed to be good, but it never. I never. And then, you know what? I'll knock on wood. I never had to use that. I never had that. I never lost my voice with for any kind of games. And I did some football games under pouring rain, standing on a thirty foot high skyjack uh, oh. scissor lift. Uh, I mean, I, I, and and I was doing another game in the uh, in the evening for another team. And everything you know, you just need to be take care of yourself. Not only that night, that um, that event, you need to take care of yourself along mm -hmm. even if you have some kind of uh if, if you have those events yeah no, no that's like uh, of course uh, i i i'm a big uh scotch and whiskey fan i won't go and you know yeah. all out the night the night before the game you know and that's risky so i'll just <laughs> hold it back and uh i'll do it after you know oh hey hey cliff well, i think it'd be very interesting cliff for all of a sudden for one game that our pa guy has a little bit of a slur <laughs> that would be know. first I, yeah i, I It'd be interesting. I'll, I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> did he just say? Did he just say Terrell Sutton? I don't know what he just said. What did he just say? <laughs> yeah, he's mumbling. Yeah, he, yeah, he's mumbling. Exactly. <laughs> first something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. First, uh, like a player Fred Flintstone, right? <laughs> I love it. Um, uh, when you, when you, before we let you go, I, we asked at least asked you because we know you know some of the big things that, you, that you've wanted to do. Uh, besides doing the Grey Cup, um, uh, any bigger uh, uh, sporting events or events period that you've always wanted to call? I mean, I'll give you an example, and I don't know if you'd be doing it because, you know, you have like, you know, Duke University is going to be coming to Montreal for for a, an exhibition, I think, versus McGill University. Is it, it is it that type of big event that's something that you would want to call? Or, or is there something else that, I mean that you have in mind? I, I misunderstood you. Did you say basketball game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Duke University is coming to Montreal to play an exhibition oh, game versus uh, McGill oh, University. Absolutely. Yeah. I'd be thrilled. Yeah. I'd be thrilled with that. You know, and, and those events, somebody told me once that in, you need to be a media person to announce 
certain types of of of, of sporting events. Yeah. I I I, I'm, I don't agree with that. Uh, I think you do have a sports voice, or you do not have a sports voice. Right. Uh, hosting a basketball game, I do host it for for let's say for. Uh, Collège Montmorency in Laval. I hosted the last Canadian college uh, basket, uh, men's basketball championship for the Canadians uh, this last spring. I mean, it's a thrill. You always talk and talk and talk. every. There's a three point call, the three pointer. It's but but you know what? With that with the, with the quality of of players for those guys, yeah. I mean, I mean, we're talking about the Blue Devils. Yeah. I mean, it, it's 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 a no. Uh, It's, it's a yes, yes, please, please. I know, I, I know there's, there might be a, a basketball game at, um, at, uh, at the, Bell the, the, new, the new arena in Laval, the, the one in Laval. Oh, oh um, um, Plasbell. Plasbell. Yeah, that, that's, where the, that, that, that's, that's, where the Duke, that's where the Duke game's going to be held. So, and, and I know in Centre Bell, sometimes they had the, the, some certain exhibition games for NBA. I mean, yeah, yeah. Even, even if it's an exhibition, an exhibition game. Yeah. I'm I'm not the type that will be uh, you know that doing that Clunesque uh, animation. Right. I would not go and do uh, the Harlem Globetrotters because I would just mess up the show. Right, right. No, uh, I, 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 I'm I'm just more serious, uh, more more uh, structured. Yeah. Than just to be uh, improvising and um, being that cheery uh animation red nose guy you know mm-hmm. yeah. um, but but uh, you were saying about uh is there another event i would I'd like to host let, let, give me one quarter of a green bay packers game please nice Ooh. give okay, me that that's cool. <laughs> that okay that that's neat okay that i like to hear that's cool that's cool okay so, but why, so why, you know uh, but why only a quarter one you can get four listen you know what I, 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 I never was hoping for one quarter with the Alouettes. They gave me a quarter. And then the story is written. It is being written right yeah. now. Yeah. So, so let, let's start by, hey, one step forward. Then they, they show you the ladder. Go ahead. Climb. Nice. That's true. You never know where, where things will end up. So, Correct. Um, one, one step at a time. Yeah. I'm very, I'm very uh, happy and, and, and blessed that uh, the, the Montreal Alouettes uh, thought about me. So... Uh, Uh, I'm, 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 I'm still, I'm still, uh, floating. So but before we let you go in and we're finishing up the, the interview, um, what do you want Al's fans to take away from a game that they hear win or lose that the Al's win or lose? What do you want them to take away from the game, uh, from a game that you have called as a, as the public address announcer? What, what I want them to leave with? Yes. What type of thoughts? What type of, yeah. What, what type I of want thoughts? them to, the, the, You know what? They had a good show. Even even win or lose, if they had a good show, if they had, if they were able to either dance in the in the stands, scream in the stands, uh, uh, get that arm up for Premier Sefer Dan Montreal, uh, it's. I mean, it, did, did you have a good time? Did you enjoy? Did you laugh? Did you did you scream? Are you happy? Rain or shine? Uh, are you are you just happy about that? Did you have a good evening? No matter if the the beer is seven dollars or ten ninety five, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> true, true. Okay, that, and uh, again, it's uh, as we mentioned before earlier. It's you're a part of the entire experience, whether 
you, you may not think it or not, but you know, you think it's more the players, but you yeah. are. You everybody within the stadium on game day is a part of the experience. You're just one piece yeah. of that experience. So, um, yeah. And we were, you know, we are. Uh, Cliff and I were lucky enough to to hear you during your test period, whether people re- may remember, remember it or not. But uh, um, we hope that you have a very fruitful career as long as Jacques Moreau did, and uh, hopefully we get to hear you calling Al's games from as PA for uh, for many many years. And you know what, Mr. Moreau called me directly the day before that um, that preseason game against Hamilton, wishing me. Good luck and a great career with the Montreal Alouettes. I was driving, and I don't know how I made it. Wow. <laughs> there you go. He's passing you the torch. So yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, 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 I, I was living that moment alone by myself. I mean, who, who am I? Who, who can I tell it to? And there you are. Uh, let, let me tell it to you guys. That's nice. Uh, you know what? He's a, he's a great gentleman. And he, he, you know what? He's he's gonna always have that 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 that, 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 that spot where where I'm sitting on, you know. So um, I mean, uh, yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, I'm very I'm very pleased. Yeah. Now we're gonna put you on the spot here, and I know we're talking to 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 you on the phone, but before you go, Eric, please, in your best PA voice, say <laughs> first down, Montreal. You ready, guys? Let me just say. Down Montreal. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Well, we we appreciate we greatly appreciate it. And yeah, uh, um, if anybody wanted to follow you on social media, Attic, are, are you on social media that they could follow you? I'm I'm on LinkedIn. Okay. Uh, I'm on I'm on Facebook. I have my my PA announcer page on Facebook as well. Okay. So. Uh, Feel free to 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 send me your all your appreciation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, and remember, Cliff. Earlier in the show, Eric said that you know he uh, he doesn't want to make sure that he doesn't have one of those days where he loses his voice because we brought it up. It's not our fault. So this is a disclaimer. If it ever happens, <laughs> yes. it's not our fault. Yeah, we are not legally right. responsible for. Voice loss. <laughs> you know what? Uh, you know what? Take take care. Of, I'll take care of myself. Uh, otherwise, nobody will. You know. And once again, Cliff, huge thanks to to Eric for for joining us on the on the cast and uh, explain to what it really is like to be a PA announcer. I mean, it's it's sure it's a job, but as 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 we could tell from from what he was talking about, it it, it you know what? It, it's also a passion, and uh, he's. You know, he, he said himself, he's, he's very lucky to have a, a job where he gets to do something he, that he really does like to do. Mm-hmm. Well, the old saying is, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Well, I think Eric's sort of taken that uh, mindset to this jo- uh, this new position of his uh, and essentially taking over uh, a legacy, if you will, from uh, Jacques Moreau. Oh, and sure. And, and now he gets to sort of put his twist on it. And I can see that you can just hear the excitement in his voice uh, when he talks about it. And you can't help but get, be excited for him as well. So, I mean, like, this is a new era for the Montreal Alouettes. I mean, it's, a lot of people don't really give a whole lot of thought to the PA announcer, but, I mean, now you got someone that's helping to help sustain that energy, help be part of that, as you've, we, as we've talked about multiple times, that Mol- that uh, Percival Molson experience, that game day experience mm-hmm. for the Alouettes. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. And it, uh, 
uh, I get, you know, as he said, he is in a different, a lot of other places where he does call games. And if you happen to be there, make sure that, uh, if you, uh, uh, you do see him, make sure you just say hi and, uh, tell him that, uh, you're a fan of the podcast and, uh, that you're not, you know, you're an Alowitz, uh, been an Alowitz gamer, Alowitz season ticket holder. I'm, I'm sure he'll be, he'll be happy to, happy to meet you. So, um, so we are going back to uh, what we're talking about at the, at the beginning of the show from the from the uh, season ticket holder fan day or members day. Um, one of the things that we noticed, as I said, basically a cone of silence, right? Uh, we noticed something very interesting, um, and I pointed it out to you immediately because I don't know if you I see I don't I didn't get any inkling from you that you'd notice it either. So if you did, tell me. I pointed it out to you that you know, our starting quarterback from last week, um, you know, uh, Mr. Matthews, uh, happened to be wearing a walking boot. And now I, I'm going to add, had you noticed that for, for Jeff? Uh, I honestly didn't. Uh, as soon as you pointed it out to me, though, I, again, did a double take because mm-hmm. I thought, okay, well, I'm trying to think where in what instance was he actually hurt in the game against the Red Blacks? Yeah, because. Exactly. Yeah, it was an ugly game, and believe me, the the less I, I want to remember it, the better. But uh, at least in the first half, at least in the first half. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I I didn't see any instance of Matthews getting hurt or or something not being right. I I know, and speaking of a couple other players afterwards, like we were kind of we were all quite frankly just in shock seeing this because we thought, well, what the hell happened? And mm-hmm. uh, I forget what was who mentioned. It. He said, uh, yeah, he. Did have some ice on it, but again, didn't think uh, didn't think anything of it. Yeah. So I thought, well, okay, you know, everybody gets bumps and bruises and and whatnot. But uh, to see him, to come off a of bye week and essentially see your starting quarterback in a walking boot, yeah, mm. it's uh, it's definitely a cause for concern. Let's put it that way. Yeah, and what's very interesting too is that you know we spoke with him and he had, and he had a you know, we're taping this on. on on Tuesday, and and he had his tests yesterday, and this is what's leading into this week's, you know, roster changes and and whatnot for the Calgary game. You know, what's funny is that, and I don't, I can't speak for the other other beat beat writers. You know, I can't speak for CJD, you know, and Joey Alfieri and, and Rick Moffat and and DJ over at RDS and and but I I knew nobody as far as I know nobody knew because I was speaking with uh, Herb Zerkowski and he had no clue either, so nobody knew. Nobody knew this that this had occurred, and and that got us talking, especially because we were talking with, with you know, we we're talking with uh, uh, with, with Vernon Adams, you know, we're, and we're like we're speculating. It's like, well, who, who's gonna get the reps? You know, I mean, even Vernon Vernon was saying, I, I'd love to, I will, I want to get these reps. I'd love to get these reps. So that you know that leads into all these all these very interesting transactions and 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 stuff that was noticed today by Didier at practice. But uh, before we talk about the changes in Rob, what was the what were the, some of the transactions that occurred at least over the past couple of days? Uh, probably the biggest one, at least, well, I guess you can say two biggest ones. Uh, one was sort of uh, foreshadowed a little bit at the season ticket holder day because we actually got to meet with this young man after being selected in the supplemental draft. Uh, finally, the Montreal Alouettes were able to put pen to paper to Tyler Johnstone. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so he was actually at the fan day, and we actually got to speak with him, uh, which was really cool, too, because he's also a podcaster. Yep. So we got to chat a little bit. We told him about how we do the Elowes flight deck, and you know, we, I haven't had a chance personally to listen to his podcast, but he explained a little bit of how he does things and that. So it was a good little interaction there. So I'm definitely mm-hmm. looking forward to having Tyler on the podcast, just you know, one, po- one from one podcaster to another to be able to share that with uh, with you good pe- listeners. Uh but with 
Johnstone being signed, uh, especially as being a uh, a tackle, that usually means another tackle has to go, and that also means the uh, departure of one Xavier Fulton. Yeah. Uh, which to me, I can't really say it was a one hundred one hundred percent complete surprise. Uh, one because you've now got this national tackle that you went and got in the supplemental draft. So of course, you, if you put him in, someone's going to have to pay the price, and that's usually at the uh, expense of a international player. So that that in and of itself was not a complete surprise. Also, uh, Xavier, unfortunately, uh, just. There was a lot of times where there was a lot of missed assignments with, with him. At times where the quarterback just kind of got blown up as a result. I'm not blaming him per se. I think everybody on that offensive line definitely deserves their fair share of criticism as far as not being able to protect the quarterback and not letting him make his reads and make plays happen. Uh, but sometimes it just take, someone's got to take the fall. And in this case, call it coincidental timing with the move with Johnstone or whatnot, but uh, unfortunately, Xavier is no longer a member of the Alouettes, and I've had a chance to speak with him a couple of times uh, throughout the season. Definitely a great guy. Uh, he and his family were really enjoying being in Montreal, and uh, I said it's unfortunate, but that's part of the business. Uh, I know he'll he'll land on his feet elsewhere. Uh, still, like I said, absolutely great teammate, a great guy to get to know. Uh, certainly wish him all the best. Uh, just unfortunate it didn't work out here in Montreal, but uh, that's football for you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, any other so. any other roster move we had? Uh, let's see. Jermaine Robinson. Well, that. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. 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 yeah uh, again, I, 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 this is another move, and I'll explain why in just a little bit. Uh, this is a move I, on the surface. You're wondering what the hell. Why would you release one of the few guys on defense that can really truly make plays happen? Mm-hmm. And I think the best answer to this could very well lie in uh, a young man who was at training camp this year, uh, Justin Gibbons. I had a chance to speak with him. Uh, he was released by the Alouettes during training camp uh, due to a hamstring injury. Uh, and speaking with him, he tells me that he's been medically cleared and is hopefully on his way back to Montreal. So I can't help but wonder if releasing Robinson is going to, one, free up a spot for Gibbons to come back. Uh, If so, then Alouette fans should be very excited because we didn't see a whole lot of him in training camp, but what we did see was extremely exciting. And I can definitely tell you right off the bat that if he's inserted into the lineup, we'll definitely make plays happen. Yeah. Uh, if not, of course, I mean, there's still others on the uh, in the secondary that are just going to be moved around. And also, I've seen that uh, Chip Cox was also getting reps with the yeah, with yeah. the starting lineup as well. So I guess Chip now, I guess is uh, I, I guess any sort of issues that he's had or whatnot, or he's ready to become uh, a full time member of the defense again. So I'm again, someone's got to when you when you add someone like that to the lineup. Unfortunately, someone else has to step away or just make room and i guess that's the uh the main reason why jermaine robinson was released which again unfortunate because again also another solid dude and uh a, a good playmaker as well but uh once again that's that's the football business for you folks it's here today gone tomorrow so yeah so it was it was chip cox and uh Najee murray they were uh rep- they were respectively replacing brandon dozier and dominic ellis uh in the st- on the starting d today mm-hmm. so uh yeah um, what's your, I don't know much about him. Oh, what, what's your, your, what's your thought on, on Pearson L's replacing Stefan Logan as the main, main returner? Uh, 
I'm a little surprised because, uh, well, two two things. One, this tells me that T.J. Graham is still not ready to come back yet, which is unfortunate because I truly do see T.J. Graham being the next Stefan Logan as far as uh, being the next full-time returner for the Alouettes. Uh, but I'm also a little surprised, too, because Ryder Stone, uh, a running back for the Alouettes, uh, who has also been taking a lot of returns, I'm surprised that he's not featured a little bit more as well. So uh, th- this will be a good opportunity for DeMornay to get those much-needed reps. And, uh, again, uh, he's been part of the practice roster for a little bit, and uh, I- I'm curious to see what he can do. Uh, I, we saw we did see him over at the uh, season ticket holder day and uh, built very similar to uh, – to Stefan Logan right. as far as yeah. uh, size and I can I haven't seen his speed in person myself yet but uh, I mean if if he's getting those reps and then clearly the coaching staff feels that uh, he could be the one that can help replace uh, Logan at least on a temporary basis so yeah I guess uh, I, I or maybe it's maybe a situation where uh, Pearson L and uh, Stone may just end up splitting the duties uh, because again also too I would also expect to see a Chris Williams normally returning kicks as well, but yeah, again, yeah. he's injured as well. So, I mean, all these guys that you expect to be returning kicks for the Alouettes, unfortunately, are on the injured list. So, again, it's that next man up mentality that you've got to have. Uh, someone goes down, someone else is going to have to step up, be ready to go. We were talking about him last week. You know, his introduction to every to him and to everybody in the CFL, Chris Harper, and you just talked about Chris Williams. He's taking the place. He's, he's going to be replacing Chris Williams. With the starters, which uh-huh. is a huge plus, considering what he does. It's just a matter of let's get him to be able to continue with what he showed us last week, uh, two weeks ago. Yeah. And I think a, a tremendous advantage, too, is that there's still really very limited film on him. I mean, all you have is basically what he saw. You saw in the second half last week against uh, Ottawa or two weeks ago against Ottawa. So I don't know how Calgary's going to be able to prepare for him. So that could actually work uh, in Harper's favor if uh, he and... I guess Drew Willie, who's going to be the starting quarterback, if they can establish some sort of a rhythm, as far as I'm concerned, uh, this could be one of those uh, ace in the hole kind of things for the Alouettes. I'd be curious to see, uh, just based on what we've seen so far from Harper, again, a, a very limited sample sample size of this, but uh, I was really impressed with what I saw of Harper so far, and uh, if he can become that, uh, that next playmaker, that next uh, option at receiver... So much the better, as far as I'm concerned. And that, by the way, that was one of the things that we were touching on before, which we didn't get a, give an update to. But you basically you spoiled it. Um, <laughs> that Jeff Matthews, as of today, we found out what what his diagnosis is, and they didn't go into real specifics on what it was with his foot. But he's dude, he's gonna be out for four to six weeks. Mm-hmm. What whatever it is, I guess it was bad enough that uh, whether it be a pull, whether it be a, what, because again, we don't know. We really didn't ask to be fair, but it, we just asked about him wearing the boot. Which made me laugh too because it, it reminded me like we asked him like of course you know your first reaction is what the hell what's going on with no, no, this no. Like, well he's wearing what he was wearing and we said hey what's that all about <clears throat> sorry sorry <laughs> we had to Canadianize that sorry sorry <laughs> so so we asked him about it and he kind of shrugged it off like it was no big deal like it was just precautionary measure and it reminded me of when he said it happened in the fourth if I remember correctly yeah. And again, talking with other players too, they do remember him getting ice on his foot. So, and again, one of those things you just don't really think too much about it until well after the fact. But it reminded me of uh, when S.J. Green tore his ACL and mm-hmm. MCL. We, I saw him after, the, or yeah, you and I, we saw him after the game, and yeah. I said, "Hey, what's? Are you okay?" And he's like, 
he kind of shrugged it off like, oh, it's no big deal. I, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. And I'm sure a lot of that said that tough guy mentality that's, you know, sort of, uh, you know, that the football mentality of, you know, as, as long as you can walk, you're fine. Uh, then we find out afterwards that he tears both of those very important ligaments in his knee and uh-huh. is pretty much done for the year. Kind of reminded me of that with Matthews. I, I don't think Matthews will be done for the year. I sincerely hope not because, you know, he's uh, like I said, just, just finally starting to find his form a little bit and maybe just with a, a little bit more experience, a little more a little more game time action, can maybe truly make himself into something here in the Canadian Football League. And then he just gets derailed with this, what we initially thought was nothing big, but turns out to be a, a lot bigger than expected. So, Again, uh, the football gods can be very, very cruel. But we find out today that Matt Schiltz is going to actually be the number two quarterback behind Drew Willie. Mm-hmm. That, which is interesting in itself too. So it's we know Schiltz can play. We've seen him play uh, with the limited play that he, that he has. But you know, it's good thing to see Drew back to where he was. He looked like he was about to. He, he looked like he was hitting his stride. He was he was throwing the ball deep and stuff like that. So let's. You know, it's we got Calgary this week, which we're going to talk about in a couple of minutes. So, um, yeah, it's changed. You know, we don't need a new uh, scorecard, but we got to know who your players are. <laughs> yeah. And again, I'm, I'm very happy to see Matt Schultz, a friend of the show, by the way. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to see him back in action and back in the lineup. And I mean, again, another one that if given the chance could make some can, can make something happen. Uh, it was just a, a little surprising just the way how everything just sort of turned out because you go from listen just from the fan day experience alone just seeing all of these quarterbacks together and you're just like it's almost like musical chairs like okay who's up who's next who's who's going to be the quarterback for the Alouettes this Saturday against the Calgary Stampeders and I mean you look at you look at Matthews in his walking cast and you're like oh well, I guess it's not him even though he was the starter last week uh, you got a healthy Vernon Adams that's raring to go uh, you got Drew Willie who seem to be showing no ill effects so maybe him uh you just talked about matt schiltz uh, uh garrett fugate still in the lo- uh, possibility as well i mean there's just like i said more questions than answers but now we're finally getting the answers so yeah, now we're starting yeah. to see things take shape a little bit and now we're getting a better idea of pretty much what to expect more or less when the alouettes make their way out to calgary this week yeah so let's let, let's go let's talk about that because there's an interesting uh, development that happened last week where we hear one thing, I was, I was trying to check, check see where it was in the Twitter feed, and um, I, was it one day that uh, that see Bo Levi got dinged up? It, it's obvious Bo got dinged up, even though they, even though even though they they, they shellacked uh, their uh, quote unquote opponent. Um, <laughs> and another thing, uh, as we're talking about it, because that opponent just happened to be the Ottawa Red Blacks. I know, I know. It, what what's with the Red Blacks injuring quarterbacks all of a sudden? Yeah. Are they were are, were they pissed off because? Trevor Harris got hurt in that preseason game against Montreal, and now they feel that they can just go open season on the quarterbacks because, man, they are just – they're coming after you guys. If you're if you're a signal caller in the CFL, the Ottawa Red Blacks want to meet you and want to beat you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's – what uh, what was the latest stats that Drew did practice today? I think it's just a matter of how much they're showing how you know how full he's going at practice. Drew or Bo, Bo Levi? Uh, sorry, sorry, Bo Levi. Sorry, sorry, Bo <laughs> Levi. Uh, well, uh, 
he's dressed and he's he is practicing. It's, it is very limited reps, though. So right now, the, the Calgary Stampeders are kind of taking a page out of the Alouettes book and sort of, will he or won't he? He'll sort of maybe, I don't know if it's playing mind games or just being extra cautious when it comes to their their franchise quarterback. But, uh, yeah, as it stands right now, there's they haven't ruled him out of the game completely this right. coming Saturday. But at the same time, they're also leaning heavily on uh, on their, uh, their backup quarterback, uh, Nick Arbuckle, for a lot of the reps as well. So well, and, I, we, and it just showed how good he really wasn't in a, in a backup role. I mean, Calgary basically cruised after the game. I mean, Calgary really didn't do anything at all after Bo Levi got hurt. So, um, Well, and the beautiful thing with uh, – with Calgary's defense, I mean, they don't, they don't even need a quarterback, quite frankly. It's yeah. just, as, as long as you don't completely crack the bed, that defense will more than take care of, of itself. Mm. And my word, they, they just straight up dummied the Ottawa Red Blacks. Uh, they just, like Trevor Harrison and those guys just had no answer whatsoever for Calgary's disgustingly good defense. It, it it's almost unfair, quite frankly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. It's it's so it's it's gonna be interesting. I mean, you know, they don't the Alouettes don't have that bad of, as bad a record in Calgary as they do in BC, but it's you know it's just for some reason they just aren't very good in in Calgary either. Mind you, they're not good in Edmonton either. Um, well, we're approaching almost a decade since the Alouettes last won a a, a regular season football game in Calgary, so that's. Uh, that's something to think about, and based on what we've seen, I mean, even with Bo Levi out of the lineup, I mean, like I said, that that defense is just terrifying. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I guess it really comes down to like you. You almost have come to expect that, just like when you go out to BC, you can almost guarantee a loss for the Alouettes. I, I think we're kind of at that. We've been at that point now when it comes to the uh, the Calgary game. That you but can almost at least they score though. At least they score. Well, I don't know, except for the shellacking. Last well, year. yeah, um, la- I mean, last year, of course, was just a complete nutter <laughs> show. But I mean, we, that's neither here nor there. Right. Uh, and this year, gosh, I, that's what makes things so difficult. It's like, OK, whether Bolivar Mitchell plays this game or not, I still think Calgary is going to win. But uh, it's just by how much I suppose is really the answer. But uh like I said, it, it, it's so hard to predict this. You just you, all you know is this Alouettes team on offense. They've got their work cut out for them. Let's just let's just leave it at that. You know what's weird though, considering how weird that the CFL is this year, and scoring is way down. I mean, if the Alouettes can 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 score in every single quarter, and not a rouge, um, <laughs> that's not what I mean. Maybe they they would be able to 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 make this close. I mean, you know, the, the Alouettes aren't like the Calgary when it comes to coming off of a bye. You know, the Alouettes are basically 500. You know, they're 14 and 11 when it comes to coming off of a bye. And they're o, uh, they're o for McMahon. They're 0 and 1. 0 and 1 when they play at McMahon the following week uh, after a bye week. So something, you know, it's, and again, you know, the Alouettes get something going. And then Matthews, you know, Drew Willie goes down. Matthews comes in. Then Matthews goes down. Now Drew Willie comes back. Now, being that what being at how these two quarterbacks have played, and they they've been they played okay. I mean, as I said I, I'm going on how well the team looked the second half uh, two weeks ago. Um, is is it these two, are these two is is Willie 
the best quarterback to go with in this circumstance, or do you think they should have gone with a Vernon Adams or or, or a Matt Schultz? I think at this point, you almost have to throw caution to the wind and try, try something completely different. Like, really try, tr- at least try to catch Calgary Stampeders napping. I mean, it's easier said than done, but uh, I, that's personally how I would have gone with it, is just throw either Schultz or Adams at them and just let them turn loose because these guys are bona fide playmakers. And if Calgary's preparing for the same predictable offense that we've seen like the first couple of weeks of the season, then there's more than enough game film on that to prepare for. So you're not going to catch them napping that way. But if all of a sudden you throw Vernon Adams in the mix, who hasn't uh, seen a whole lot of action in 2018 and Schultz, who hasn't seen any action in 2018, how do you prepare for that? I mean, you, you've got to have faith in, both of those quarterbacks' abilities, if you're the Alouettes, you got to believe that these guys can go into a game and make something happen. So you, you can't worry about, well, they don't have the experience or they don't have this. Like, you just got to say the hell with it sometimes and just, as I said, throw caution to the wind, just try to catch them with their pants down. And what's the worst that's going to happen? I mean, you, you, you've almost been conditioned to believe that this is almost a throwaway game. Right. For Like, er, everybody and their mother is predicting Calgary is going to win anyway. So... You almost want to say the hell with it. Just let's just try something different, and who knows? Maybe it just might work. And maybe we'll see something different. Maybe we'll see something that we can say, you know what? Why aren't we focusing on that, and then build on that instead of what we've been doing so far, which has been middling at best as far as results go. So, it, honestly, if I'm Kahari Jones, I'm just saying, you know what? I'm going to try something different here. I'm going to go go outside of the box. And I'm going to give one of these guys a chance, and maybe even both of them, a chance to, let's see what you got, guys. That's That would be my thought. I mean, yes, Drew really has the experience. He has proven himself to be the, the starting quarterback for this team. But there's just a little part of me that would just almost be like a like a, like a a gambler and just say, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm going to try something different and uh, let's, see, let's see what happens. Yeah, if these Alouettes can play, it can play in Calgary like they did back in uh... – 2015 how they, how they play that in 2013 yeah, well not no not 2013 because that's <laughs> that's the game where they're up 24 nothing in the first and cho and ben just blew it it's the largest i think it's the largest blown lead and since the first in, in after the first quarter in cfl history i think uh, overall is 26 i think but it, it doesn't yeah i mean the alouettes are only averaging cliff 17 17.3 points in calgary during the, their eight game losing streak uh in, in in Calgary and Calgary's averaging uh, thirty almost thirty seven points a game thirty six point thirty six point nine so there's that <laughs> um, I think what's going to come down to more than anything else is really truly just Calgary's starting quarterback as well I mean if Bo Levi's going to play and he's his usual Bo Levi Mitchell then yeah we could probably turn this game off at halftime and you know find something else to do with your Saturday night. But again, uh, I, I think the one of the more intriguing aspects is just uh, is this team going to rally around their relatively still unknown backup quarterback? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, because again, like for for years, it's been Bo Levi and Andrew Buckley, but Buckley took his retirement this year, and and Andrew Tate. Uh, exactly. Uh, like we don't really know a whole lot about Nick Arbuckle. Uh, other than what we saw last week against Ottawa, Which and wasn't much. It 
it really wasn't. But again, it's one of those situations where he didn't have to go out of his way. He didn't have to reinvent the wheel. He just sort of had to stay the course, like just be a bus driver, just keep uh, keep keep the bus from going off the road, kind of thing. Like yeah. just the de- the defense took care of everything else. And I have a feeling that it won't be a whole lot different if he's the starting quarterback this Saturday. I don't think it'll be a whole lot different. It'll just be one of those things where just don't completely blow it, and we'll we'll take care of the rest. Like that's just how much faith that. You have in this Devon Claybrook's defense for the Calgary Stampeders, and I don't know. I think to me that that'll be just as intriguing as to what Montreal will do as far as who their starting quarterback will be. I mean, in theory, because again, we know it's going to be Drew Willie, but I mean, a lot can change in the next uh, forty-eight hours. So that's true. But but I think happened in a game. It'll be interesting to see. By the way, uh, there is no line currently for this game. Uh, as we lo- usually look and let you guys know over on five dimes, there's, there's no line currently. And maybe there will be tomorrow as of Wednesday. Because um, I guess they, they, this is the last game of the week, right? Yep. Yeah, it's the last game of the week. And I guess with, again, with the, with, with all these transactions sort of swirling around, I guess yeah. it's really hard for them to get a, a proper line. It, I mean, again, conventional wisdom says that yes, Calgary will mollywop the Alouettes, but uh I, I guess it's just a matter by how much. Well, <laughs> I no, guess I, you know, as I said, I think as long as, as we've been saying all year, just as long as we can get a good game, you know, continue with how you played in the second half versus Ottawa. Ignore the first half. Ignore the entire game versus versus uh, Winnipeg. Winnipeg. See, I, I almost I did. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> try to channel Saskatchewan. Remember, you're on the road, you know, surprise, yeah. surprise the world. Show, show the show the, the league that you can beat these top tier teams. All all it takes is one. All it takes is one. That's true. And again, I'm I'm saying that you're going into this with nothing to lose other than the game. But again, just nobody's expecting anything anyways out of the Alouettes. So I'm to me, this is the perfect opportunity to step outside that comfort zone to just try something a little bit different. Like just. Maybe, just maybe you'll catch these guys napping. Who knows? I mean, it seems that every year when Calgary comes to Montreal, uh, they take the game extremely lightly. Uh, they enjoy the Montreal nightlife. And what happens? Montreal comes out with the W. Uh, fun fact, Bo Levi Mitchell does not have a win at Percival Molson Stadium. That's right. And it can't simply just because of the Montreal nightlife. I, I refuse to believe that's that's it. But he's got a little tick. He's got a little something that... For whatever reason, he just can't get the W here in Montreal. Same thing. Montreal goes out to Calgary. Can't find a win. But sooner or later, these streaks have to come to an end. I'm not saying it's going to happen this this coming Saturday. But, I mean, if you're going in with the same mindset you've had all season, then, yeah, you're definitely going to walk out with a loss. So I'm really hoping that the Alouettes this week just try something different. Just do some a little something that really will take everybody by surprise. You may not win the game, but I mean, at least you can just make everybody sit up and take notice and say, whoa, okay, was not expecting that from these Alouettes. Yeah, exactly. I, I think to me, uh, as a coaching staff, like you've got to sort of expect the unexpected and make sure that everybody does the same thing as well. Like just This isn't Big Brother. Yeah. You said <laughs> expect the unexpected. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out podcaster Ryan. Um so yeah, so uh, you know, enjoy this week's games, guys, because uh, I know it'll be a late one. I'll have to be, I'll be catching it on the, on the tape delay, but I will try to catch it as, as uh, uh, when I get back. So, uh, so no spoilers, Cliff. 
Okay. None at all. Uh, I, knowing me, I'll still be watching Twitter. I'll be like, ah, oh, damn. <laughs> so, yeah, so enjoy the week. Uh, if just as a quick reminder too, before we go, you can contact us. There are multiple places that you can do so. Uh, we are on many places on social media. We are on we are on Facebook. We are on Twitter. Uh, Facebook is at Alouette's Flight Deck. At uh, on Twitter, it is Alouette's FL Deck. Uh, if you want to listen to any of our past shows, multiple places you can do so. Cliff, name them off. I'm seeing if you're paying attention. Where can you find us if you want to listen to all the past episodes of Alouette's Flight Deck? Well, your best bet is to search for Alouette's Flight Deck. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Google Play Music. Find us on Stitcher. And you can find us on Spotify. And, of course, the original, the OG, on Podbean. But if that's too much, if that's way too much information for you folks, we've got it nice and simple for you. Simply go over to www.alouettesflightdeck.ca and boom. All of our episodes are right there for your downloading and listening pleasure. Yeah, and if you want to look to see uh, Cliff or myself on social media, Cliff's at Cliffy D on Twitter. I'm at Repact R E P P A C T. Enjoy the game, Cliff. Uh, I'm looking forward to the next home game, obviously, but enjoy the games this week. So for everybody here, the Alouettes Flight Deck for Cliffy D. I'm Tim Capper. We're on Final Approach. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.